Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast. With Aaron Camaro and Chris Sinzak. can't believe it it's finally here episode 301 oh yeah welcome to the decibel geek podcast my name is aaron camaro and mysteriously missing this week is chris sinzak but he'll be here with us in just a little bit as we delve into the mystery box and if you haven't already read the show notes then you have no idea what a mystery box is or what's going on here today but I'm not one to ruin it for you so it'll remain a mystery for now one thing that's not a mystery how much I love to see five stars whether it's on iTunes or whether it's on Facebook your reviews are awesome and here's another one for you five stars comes to us via Facebook and it's from Mark Adams, and it goes a little something like this. The Decibel Geek Podcast is a must-listen every week for me. I became a faithful listener about a year ago for several reasons. One, the music. I always get to listen to great music. The variety of tunes featured is top-notch. Into some of the bands more than others, but the exposure to music I haven't heard before is always appreciated. Number two, the guests. Chris and Aaron have what it takes to make an interview worth listening to. The stars and guests that they have on are always entertaining. The insight and humor is always appreciated. I learn something I didn't know almost every time. That's awesome. And reason number three, the variety. I love the theme shows, Toddzilla, Kissmas in July, the featured shows like Rush and ACDC, and especially the Radio Sucks episodes. A huge shout out to the Y&T episode you had. They have always been a top three band for me, and it was great for them to get the exposure they deserve. That's about it. I will continue to make this podcast a weekly must-listen. Great job, guys. That's awesome. What a beautiful review. That comes to us from Mark Adams, five stars on Facebook. You want to give us a sweet review that we can brag about on the show, just like I did here with this awesome one Mark Adams gave us? It's simple. All you got to do is leave one. Go to iTunes. Go to Facebook. Twinkle up them five stars for us and put it out there, and we will surely read it on the show. One thing I got to talk about 
Man, this is episode 301. I know it's very, very exciting, but last week we celebrated episode 300. Chris and I had so much fun talking about just Decibel Geek history and all the fun and the friends that we've made over the years and and the adventures we've been on, you know, and it was really cool to sit and just have a few beers and reminisce. But as always, you know, when you do something like that, I feel like we left a lot of people out because, I mean, geez, after going on seven years pretty soon, We've got to meet so many amazing people and could have probably talked for another three or four hours on the subjects of us because we love ourselves so much and because we love to, we just, we love the Decibel Geek podcast. You know, this our heart and soul. We put our, put our blood, sweat and tears into it. You know, Chris can't even make it tonight. He's all beat up from last week yet, but man, we got a great episode for you today. But before I get into all that, I got to take a moment to give a little recognition to our people, the ones we love. This is a long list. I don't usually have to do this, but I'm going to give it my best shot. These are the people that loved last week's episode, our 300th, and went out to the streets and shared it with everyone they knew. You want to be a Geek of the Week? Share it. Retweet it. This week's episode, The Mystery Box. Here's our friends that did it for us last week. Scott Smith. Tony Musalem from Restrained, the Growing Up Rock Podcast, Sonny Pooney, Neil Bees, Aaron Baker, Rich Dillon, Josh Toomey from the Talk To Me Podcast, Rich Canamar, Brett Tibbetts, the CGCM Podcast, our Canadian brothers, Mike Stewart, Matt Ashcraft, James McElhenney, Neil Johnson, Mike Grabowski, Kevin Williams, The Hustle Podcast, Brian Knapp, Shane Aber. Tony Bakken, I wonder if that's any relation to Baco. Scott Stein, the Pods and Sods Network. Stacy Sullivan, Joe Royland, and Sit and Spin with Joe. Ian Wadley, the only complaint he had about last week's episode, he's wanted more talk about the interview. We didn't really cover that a whole lot, but you know, it was cool to know a lot of people ranked that right up there as their favorites. I know that was a interesting experiment to say the least but a lot of fun um the rock and metal combat podcast keep your eyes open and your ears open for this one i'm going to be on there with ralph and and ian real soon talking about one of my favorite albums so stay tuned for that that's going to be really great david hudson from digital killed the radio star dave costco dan shapua shapua chris Sinzak does it better rock and ron runyon david glenn wayne cross james brendan dunn Cool World, hey, Cool World's back. Samuel Wetz, Andy LaFon, man, we gave that guy a lot of love last week. Jason Thomas Broderick, old JTB, our friend out there selling records. Andrew Jacobs, Greg McGlone, Todd Cunningham, Aaron Baker, he did it twice, what a guy. Mikhail Burrell, Kenneth Roy, Alex Frenick, Paul Korn, Christopher Stokes, Blame Your Brother Podcast, we're from right here in Nashville, Save Rock and Metal, Ernesto Aguiar, Jeff Mendelham, Adam Cox, oh Coxie, JJ McShawn, oh no, JJ Mick, I guess. JJ Mick. Okay. Sean Cullen, Jay Shablewski, and say it with me, people, the Mooger Fooger. Thank you everybody for sharing, retweeting, and just all around supporting your boys here at the Decibel Geek Podcast. I hope you're ready. The mystery is about to be revealed to you as we open the mystery box. <laughs> Guarantee. The magic of mystery talk is coming to take you away. Coming to take you away. 
So there's always something cool about a guy walking with a box with a bunch of question marks on it. Well, depending on what's in the box. Well, that's the beauty of it. When you got a box that's just covered in question marks, like even my wife, when she saw you walking through the backyard and when I went back in, she's like, what's Chris got? You know, people, people see that and be like, what is that? Yeah. And in this case, it was full of awesome music. Yes. And it's all thanks to our friend Joey from Rock Strikes 10. Yeah. And his lovely wife, Nola. Um, this box survived the Rock and Pot Expo, and um, it was a lot of work keeping track of it after I won the box, basically. <laughs> um, we got near the end of the day, and Joey, who, if you, ha- and I, I, I'm going to put Rock Strikes 10 over because this, this is a show that I highly recommend. Yeah. And, and it's also if you have eclectic taste in music and and you don't want to just hear hard rock and metal and you want to you will hear a good portion of that but you will also hear i don't know everything across the board you'll right hear on. funk you'll hear reggae you'll hear doo-wop you'll hear slayer <laughs> you'll hear it, it's <laughs> doo-wop to slayer yeah pretty pretty much and sometimes in that order and yeah. and but it's it's 10 songs no more no less he picks a theme every week and he plays 10 songs and it's uh he's been doing the show I think around as long as we've been doing our show. Yeah. And right. um and he's just he's become a good friend and I've talked to him online for years and then we finally got to meet at the expo and they were super cool. They were super cool. His wife was hilarious and 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 Joey is there's if there's anyone that qualifies as a fellow decibel geek it's Joey. The guy's in the, he's an encyclopedia of rock knowledge and music knowledge. And um so part of what he did was he put together this a box that he was going to raffle off and you know they were selling raffle tickets throughout the day i was going around telling people about it and uh this box is just filled with stuff and and anyway and and i you know obviously i was running around like a crazy person all day so i knew he was doing it but I, i hadn't really thought about it anymore and then later in the day i finally got to sit down like really near the end of the day i finally got to sit down with him and record some stuff for his show yeah and at the time I'm doing it, they're like, do you want to buy a raffle ticket? And I was like, yeah, why the hell not? And I threw some money at it and didn't think anything of it. I was yeah. just wanting to help out. And and like within five minutes, they do the I, – I have like three or four people yelling at me going, Chris, Chris, you won. And I'm like, oh, I won what? <laughs> what did I win? Yeah, and they're like, you won the raffle. And I was like, is this a work? Did you – Rig this. He's like, it. and he shows me the ticket number. He's like, no, you won. I was like, oh, okay. And then and so I I I was happy to win, but then I also had this box full of cool stuff that I didn't want anyone to steal from. So right. I, everywhere I walked, that box pretty much went with me for the rest of the night. And everybody stared at him and said, "I wonder what's in that box." Yeah, because it's a box with question marks written all over. It's it. It's awesome, but it's filled with awesome stuff. And I will take pictures and I'll um upload those in the show notes where you can see what else was in the box yeah and um but what Aaron, we decided to do and this was also joey's suggestion he was like do an episode called mystery box and each of you pick five things out of the box and, yeah. and play a song from it and we thought well, how fun yeah, yeah let's do that so if you can't get camaro's cutout in part two we can <laughs> we can come up with this it's pretty close a little, bit, a little bit more timely yeah i don't have to do as much work and no, we this both is, get to enjoy it and there's and it was in you know, par Joey. It's uh, the whole the box is filled with a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Of course, we stuck with mostly decibel geek friendly artists. Sure, I just picked out stuff that I like. I, I did too. Out my favorite things I saw in there. Yeah, but I you know I picked out stuff that I liked and stuff that I wanted to feature that maybe I haven't featured on the show before. And so yeah, I think we've got ten pretty interesting songs for yeah. uh, 
thanks to Rock Strikes 10. So uh, you want to go first? Sure, man. When I was digging through the box, man, I saw all kinds of cool stuff in there that I liked. And I was like, there was even some stuff that I already had, you know. And mm-hmm. this one was the one that caught my eye. I said, oh, I got this. This is an awesome CD by one of my favorite bands. And that band is The Donnas. I've talked about The Donnas mm-hmm. a few times on Decibel Geek. I know when back when we did our Queens and Noise, I proclaimed them as my favorite female rock band. And I still stick by it, man. I think The Donnas are just awesome they they got like eras even like their early stuff is like ramones ish mm-hmm. and then they kind of turned acdc ish and that's when i really got into them because man the riffs and the hooks on these songs just grab you you know like the way an acdc song does this is a perfect example of that from 2001 this awesome cd right here straight out of the mystery box it's the donna's turn 21 and the tune's called don't get me busted they would get back together again because they were, yeah, they were a pretty vital band when they were going and yeah we've played them a handful of times on the show so and underrated i mean they've came out with so many good albums you know and like i said there's not a whole lot of donna songs i don't like because they all are so hooky and catchy yeah and you know i'm a kiss fan i'm a crew fan i love acdc that's right up my alley 
Yeah. And, you know, it's a chick singing it. It's The songs are sexy in a rock and roll way. And, man, you just can't beat that with me. No, absolutely. No, I I think they're a great band, and that's a good way to start the show off. Um, So I'll go for my first pick. And uh, this is one where we've played this band on the show, but I don't think we've ever played anything off this album. And the band is Extreme. And the song, the album is three sides to every story. Yeah, I remember that was one that I got when it was brand new, and I was really excited when it came out. Mm. What did you think of it when it came out? Uh, I think at the time I thought you know it was hit and miss. I thought there was some really good stuff. I thought there was some really weird stuff compared mm. to what I was used to from Extreme. And you know they were known for them ballads. You know they were those Man, songs were so huge. <laughs> But I was never a fan of that. Yeah. You know, I was a fan of the hard rock and deeper cut songs. So, and there's definitely some of that on this album. Sure. There's some killer guitar work on it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nuno Betancourt's an amazing player. That's one I really got to go back, I think, and revisit. Now that I'm a little older, a little more mature, it, yeah. it might just be my favorite Extreme album. It's a good one. And it's it's kind of underrated because it, it I mean, well, it did well, but it didn't blow up as much right. as like Corner Graffiti did. Yeah. But, um, if you you know if you're a guitar player's type mindset, it's it's filled with great stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's I think the whole three sides thing, if I'm remembering right, was you've got my side, your side, your side and, the truth, and the truth. But it was like uh, I think I think it was a three disc set or something. If I'm remembering right, maybe I'm wrong on this. I think it was like a three sided album. That's what it was, and then like in sections it yeah was like a and there, there's concept. different moods for every yeah. section of the of the album but there's good stuff that's mellow on it there's good stuff that's heavy on it and um but it's it's a cool album and it kind of flies under the radar you don't hear much about it anymore these days but this was one of my favorite songs on the record when it came out and it's a song called peacemaker die
That's a good one, man. Yeah. I like that. That's uh, Rihanna's guitar player. <laughs> That's wild. That's <laughs> He's paying really the wild. bills now. Yeah, he is. Although yeah. I think it's extreme. It's like being on vacation yeah. for a guitar player, I gotta oh, yeah. imagine. I can't imagine it's that's it's not that demanding. Uh huh. You just stand there and be Nuno Betancourt, you right. sexy beast. Yeah, the dude hasn't aged at all no. since the nineties. It's really it's really not fair. Yeah. But uh, so that's my first pick. What do you I got? like that. What do that's you got good for stuff. Your second uh, pick here see. on what else we mystery here? box that you pulled the out. Mystery box. You big Queens of the Stone Age fan? More so now than I used to be. Yeah, yeah. I like them a lot now. See, I remember Queens of the Stone Age when this album right here came out, the Rated R one from 2000. Mm-hmm. I was working on radio in Wisconsin when that came out, and it was the feel good hit of the summer. Yep. Man, what a killer song! A great riff. It was. In 2000, you know, that's kind of a funny time for rock music, you know, especially working on the radio, the kind of stuff that you got to play that you really don't like that much, but, you know, it's popular and you got to play it, you know? Not so with this. This was the opposite. This was not popular, not known, not Mm -hmm. heard of, 
and but just kick ass and I wanted to play it all the time but I don't know why it never got a huge reaction I mean feel good here this summer the you know the, it's the song about drugs yeah. you know and I would just have thought that cocaine yeah I thought that would have blew up in central Wisconsin I thought people would go nuts for that but it never got a push I don't know maybe they people thought it was just a weird name They've come a long way since then. That's for sure. Sure. You know, I think uh, the last album before this last one was number one mm-hmm. on the album charts. I know that's a huge accomplishment nowadays, but, <laughs> you know, um, I love pretty much anything Queens of the Stone Age ever did. The earlier, the better for me, I think. Yeah. Um, I don't know. This last album, and has I was, a, I was thinking about this, you know, because anytime Queens of the Stone Age comes out with an album, odds are they're at the very top of my year-end review. Yeah. But not. I'm looking at what's been out this year and yeah. what I really thought of that last album, Villains. I don't know if it's even going to make my top ten. Yeah, Villains is a new one, and then Like Clockwork yeah. was before that. Yeah, Like Clockwork Which was Which I liked better. that one a lot. Yeah, it was a lot. The well, Clockwork was a lot better than this one. Well, the Villains one, it sounds like he's trying to be David Bowie. I don't know what it is. I, and the guitars, a, man. You know, Queens of the Stone Age is kind of known for their upfront guitars. Yeah. And that's they are buried, buried up in this album. I still album. think it's there's good material on it, though. Yeah, the songs are good, but the presentation... It. The, it's a little strange. Yeah. It's not what it's, you're expecting from them. Right. But it's I still kind of like it, but I don't think any of them really compare to Rated R. No, I don't think so. It's very hard to compare it to. This is one of my favorite songs off this album. It may just make you want to go out there and buy it. And if you do, you know how to do it. Hit up Amazon through our link at decibelgeek.com. Till then, enjoy. This is Rated R, Queens of the Stone Age with Autopilot.
where you you know you got the jukebox where it's like hooked up to the internet yeah and you can play whatever's popular for a dollar but then if you want to play something obscure you got to mm. dish out a whole bunch of dollars just yeah. for that one song payola i did that one night at a bar in wisconsin you because i that? was drinking and feeling good and wanted to hear a really great drinking song mm-hmm. and that's what i picked that reminds me of it because we're kind of all over the place today there's reminds me of a uh, article i read recently Along those lines, where this guy was a he's a writer, and it, it the whole article is a description of how he um he made it his mission in life for a while at this crappy bar that was down from his house, where he would go to this bar and he would play "The Boys Are Back in Town" by Thin Lizzy <laughs> on the jukebox. I read this, and he would play it like he would over and over, yeah, like a hundred times in a row. He would put that much money into the machine. Yeah. Purely to sit back and watch people lose their minds. Over right. It. Once he realized that the guy couldn't skip the song, yes. Then he just was like, "I'm going to play this." Yeah, song Yeah, he just over made it his again. mission to ruin everyone's night by playing that uh, song over. And I like the song, but can, you but can't no one likes any a song a hundred times in a row. <laughs> <laughs> the article's funny because it's, oh, it's like great. the reactions of people after it plays the first time, yeah. then the second time, <laughs> then the third time, and then by the fourth time they're like, "What the hell?" Yeah. And then the song ends and it comes on a fifth time and people are ready to kill him you know yeah. it's and like, pretty wild yeah, one guy's like you have to keep playing that and he goes what the boys are back <laughs> <laughs> i can't remember what publication put it out but if i'll have to find it because it is yeah maybe I, put it in the yeah, notes or something because it's uh, pretty good yeah i in my now 14 year old daughter she was probably 12 when i discovered the article and like she walked into the room while i was reading it and i was just in tears i was laughing so hard yeah. and she started reading it with me and we were just falling out laughing just because just to picture it and it's like man that'd be fun to do sometime oh man I'm tempted to do that we'd have to do it with a kiss song yeah calling dr love no, for the you, 150th no. time you make me rock hard oh no <laughs> Smashes, <thrashes and> hits. <laughs> i could hear the intro can you imagine hearing that intro 80 oh, times in a row oh man da, 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 da. <laughs> 
or I finally found my way to you from oh, Psycho Circus. God, no, right, that's yeah. not even funny. Where's your kiss reference? All right, now that'd be justifiable homicide if somebody died during mm. that. No, okay. no kiss CDs in the mystery box. No, I don't think there was. No, not a one. Yeah, uh, he kept uh, them all for himself. Yeah, he probably did. And he probably knew since well, he you knows won, we own you'd them have them all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right, so for my next pick, uh, I went with Wrath. And uh, this is an album that I typically, I don't rank it at, super high on Rat's catalog, but it's but even a bad Rat album is still a pretty good album. Well, except, yeah. except for that self-titled one from 99. That one kind of sucks. There's some good stuff on that. Um, but this is from Reach for the Sky, which I know some people love that album. Uh, there, I like certain parts of it. But uh, I don't know. This is uh, I'm I'm I'm. This isn't necessarily a ballad. I guess it's more of like a mid tempo. But it's more of a love song. And uh, I just I've always dug this song. This is Rat with What's It Gonna Be.
favorite rat song no, on I, that I, album. I figured you weren't going to be a fan of that one, but I like poppy melodic rock, and, yeah. and that's definitely what that is. I think for that album, there's like four really good songs on there. It's uh, Don't Bite the Hand That Feeds. Uh-huh. I like that song. Way Cool Junior. Way Cool Junior is probably the best song of the albums in my I opinion. don't know. City to City is pretty awesome. Don't like it. Really? Never have liked it. Oh, man. I love that song, and I Want a Woman is on there, too. That's okay. I don't know. Not that I don't like City to City. I don't like it as the opening track. Yeah. I would have opened with Way Cool Junior. Hmm. Yeah, I could see but that. But the playing on Way Cool Junior is by D. Martini. Jesus. Yeah. But uh, I don't know like, what it's going to be. It's got a good riff to it. it, it it's cheesy lyrically, but... <laughs> it's a fun song, and that's rat for you. Rat you know? still uh, still doing it without Bobby Blotzer, and uh, I don't know what the story is with with him. I, I I heard he had surgery, and then I haven't heard much else after that. So I wonder if he's going to try to bring his fake version of of Rat out again to hmm. compete. I don't think he can. Well, why would you compete with the rest of the band? Right? right? And, yeah, I mean, there is you. You just can't. You know, you can. You can start a hundred other different kinds of bands, but you just can't call yourself Rat and try to compete with everybody but the drummer. Yeah, it's, mm-mm. and they're they're doing just fine without him, I think. Yeah, that still is a whole mystery to me too, though. You know, because that whole Bobby Blotzer thing about how, you know, he's just got such a bad rap, but I mean, he made an album with John Karabi, and we both know John Karabi is cool as hell. Mm. You know, so I can't imagine mm. him being that big of a douchebag that people make him out to be, but then also be able to spend enough time with John Karabi to make an album. John Karabi you know? made an album with Nikki Six. That's true. That's true. Good point. <laughs> I rest my case. The defense rests. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, Blotzer was part of Contraband, too. Which yeah. Was pretty and cool. the Saints of the Underground. That's yeah. a killer album. All right, so what's your next pick? Oh, uh, let's see. Oh yeah. Ooh, I love this one. This is an album I already have, but I'll never, you know, pass up a chance to play it. Mm-hmm. And since it just so happens to be here in the mystery box, I gotta bust out some CC DeVille and Samantha Seven. This is one of my all time favorite albums. And I think it's so underrated. I mean, it should have been huge. I even think the record company thought it was going to be huge because what? Wasn't Claudner involved in that? I believe so. Like, got CC back and has put together this band. And man, CC writes some great songs, you know, yep. some kick ass, catchy hooks on this thing. Is his awesome, unique voice. I don't I, know. Some people think it's weird. I love I CC like DeVille's it. voice. It's got kind of like a pop punk sound yeah. to it. And I love it when he sings songs with poison. Yeah. Like that, I hate every bone in your body, but, but mine. mine. <laughs> That's a killer song, too. I saw him play that live on With Poison. Really? Yeah. And Brett let him sing it? Yeah. Wow. They played it in 99 or 2000, whenever it was I saw them. That's awesome. It's one of the few things I remember about that show, but I do remember That's that. That's a great song. Yeah. Great song off, I think, Power to the People. Power to the People. Yeah. It's the, the last, EP. The last decent album they did. Was it just an EP? Well, it was EP, and then part of it was live. Oh, think, right. So it was half new, half live. Was that Holly Weird a full album? Holly Weird was a, the yeah. last full album. I didn't care much for that one. But yeah, Power to the People had good There's some good stuff material, on Holly though. Weird. They, but that title track on there is like the heaviest thing Poison ever did. It's Power like a... To yeah, the... it's like a Poison metal song. People. Yeah. It's Brett trying to do Yarl Rock. Yarl Rock? Yeah, like Eddie Vedder. Yarl Oh, <laughs> It's better than trying to do sublime songs. That's true. Ah, jeez, yeah, that's gonna be great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and there so, goes the Brett Michaels interview. Yeah, damn it, just kidding, Brett. 
but I do love me some Samantha Seven. I could have picked any song off here, really. The whole thing is so good to me. It, it just it warms my heart and it makes my ears happy. And I hope it does just the same for you. So off of Samantha Seven, self-titled 2000 debut. This is a tune called Slave Laura. Before we get back and dig a little bit deeper into that mystery box, I gotta let you guys know that you can really, really help out the Decibel Geek podcast. And it's a simple thing to do, it doesn't cost you any money, and it's awesome. You all do your shopping on Amazon, I know that you do, so most of you probably already know. 
that by simply going to decibelgeek.com, you can click on our Amazon banner. It'll take you to Amazon. You do all your shopping. It's exactly the same, looks the same, feels the same. The money you spend is the same. But when you're all said and done and you check out with whatever you bought, it can be anything, then Amazon takes what they've gotten out of the deal and they cut off a little piece and they kick it over to the Decibel Geek podcast. Now look what you've done. Look what you've done. You've helped us out and didn't have to do anything really to go out of the way to do it. It's like a good feeling you can get with minimal effort. Isn't that great? We love it. Another thing we love is that when people do their Amazon shopping through our link, Amazon gives us the list. It doesn't tell us who bought what, but it tells us what was purchased. And man, there's been a lot of great music purchased this week. This is a long list, and I got to check it out right now. Let me tell you, as we go down, here's some digital music that was purchased. Right off the top here, wow, look at that. An awesome album that everybody should have, Armored Saint. March of the Saint. You got to have that. Somebody got it through our link, and I'm proud of them for it. There's all kinds of cool stuff here. Babylon AD, Revelation Highway. Is that something new? Where's Chris Sinzak when I need him? I need to know about these things. Black Country Communion's new one. That one just got picked up. That's awesome. We've been moving a lot of those through the Amazon link through decibelgeek.com. Makes me proud of you guys. Also, uh, let's see what else here. Kid Rock, Sweet Southern Sugar, the explicit version. You don't want the tame version, not when it comes to Kid Rock. And uh, what? Holy shit, I did not know about this. Classic 78, side two. So that means there's a side two to go with the side one, and I got to go. I guess I better finish this first. Here's one for you. Oh, this is great. Two copies of L.A. Guns, The Missing Piece, brand new music from them. It's awesome, I can tell you, because one of those purchases was mine. A band called License, License to Rock. Revolution Saints, Light in the Dark, that's a great band. Uh, Sweet and Lynch, Unified, that's cool. The River Dogs, California. Let's see, a bunch of songs by Greta Van Fleet. Chris has tried to tell me about that band. I'm going to have to check out more of them. Uh, The Ramones, Howling at the Moon, and Somebody Put Something in My Drink. You can't go wrong with the Ramones. More digital songs from bands like The Glorious Sons. Got a DVD, the Black Sabbath, the end DVD. It's the three CD deluxe deal. 85 bucks for that. Somebody loves their Black Sabbath, and somebody also loves Decibel Geek Podcast, because that helps out a lot. Here's another one. Eagles, Hotel California, 40th Anniversary Deluxe Edition, two CD, one Blu-ray, 90 bucks. Man, that's awesome. That helps us out a ton, and that's got to be damn cool. Deep down, I know. It's funny, but I actually like a lot of Eagles music. Not all of it, a lot of it. Here's another one. Uh, Metallica, Master Puppets, the remastered expanded edition. That's three CDs. What's all on that CD? Is it unreleased music? I got to check that out. Also, Sons of Apollo, the Psychotic Symphony. That's a new album you might be worth checking out. And guess what? They're back. The band. Yes, with topographic drama, live across America, two CD set. Man, you guys are dropping some good dime on the uh, on the in the Amazon through the Decibel Geek link. It must be Christmas time. This list is getting bigger and bigger every week, and I know that tells me the holidays are right around the corner. Do all your shopping through the Decibel Geek link that takes you to Amazon, and everything you buy, whether it's presents for your grandparents or your nieces, nephews, or children, or whoever, if you got to buy Christmas tree ornaments, it doesn't matter because anything you buy through Amazon, it's going to help us out if you go through our link at decibelgeek.com. While you're at the official website, you've got to check out all the amazing articles, reviews, 
photos from live concerts, videos of concerts you can't go to. It's all there at decibelgeek.com. Check out Decibel Geek TV on YouTube. We've got our Facebook pages rocking all the time. People are having conversations on there. That's where we like to get a lot of insight on things we're going to do in the future. So, you know, and the future's wide open because, hey, we're just at episode 301. So, before we get back into it, like I said, we've heard some great music already today from the Donnas, Extreme, Queens of the Stone Age, Rat, Samantha Seven, and we've got a bunch more coming up. Every single band, every single artist that we feature here on Decibel Geek, we hope you go out to Amazon through our link and buy the music. Support these bands, support these artists, and help us keep rock and roll alive. And I've said enough, so let's get back into the mystery box. So far, so good with the mystery box. This is a lot of fun. I'm glad we decided to do this. Yeah, it's cool. And, and like I said, I'll, I'll have photos in the show notes of some of the other stuff that was in here. So you can say, what the fuck did you not play blah, blah, blah for? Yeah, that'll be cool, there too. There is the blah, blah, blah second album on there. No. Um, <laughs> I think I saw that. Right. And uh, But no, it's just Joey from Rock Strikes 10. Uh, he does a good show every week, and, and it's always different themes. and. Yeah. Uh, He's uh, and actually he did some pretty cool Alice Cooper like specific episodes and he's just he's a great podcaster and I highly and a cool recommend dude. checking out yeah really nice guy and so is his wife and she's a great girl not yeah, a nice guy she's not a cool dude no but uh, it was cool she's seeing a, them she's here she's a righteous she's one righteous chick yes but it was great to have them here in Nashville to actually yeah. put you know put faces to names and hang out and uh, I'm looking forward to having them come back out for Rock and Pod too. I need to get off my ass and listen to some of that because I'm certain I had a conversation with him towards the end of the night. Oh, yeah? Pretty sure. Ooh, I think it's all a blur after a while. I think you actually are on the same episode as me. Yeah? Yeah, I think so. All right, so. cool. There's so many po- Rock and Pod Expo podcasts out there. I lost track. I know. It's it's just an inundation of stuff. But yeah, no, it's... Uh... All right. So what do we got announced for next year? Oh, God. It's too early. <laughs> got any announcements yet, Chris? I'm supposed to meet with a possible venue soon. Oh, yeah? So, yeah. Nice. Oh, different venue. Poss- possibly. Ooh, we'll see. Bigger. We, we may go to the same Pyrotechnics. Weekend. I'm not... No. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if we've learned anything from Great White... Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, uh, Jack Russell taught me not what not to no. do. Um, no, it's it's a different venue, but in the same area. Right I'll on. just leave it at that. Cool. Because you can't beat the location. Mm-mm. Where we were at this no, last year. No, I love year. that area. It was great. Uh-huh. And people from out of town seemed to enjoy it, too. So, yeah. So, get yeah. That, get that good eating at the scoreboard, the scoreboard and drinking them cold beers over there and then come back for a little Rock and Pod Expo action. Yeah. And yeah, it was a nice so, setup. Stay tuned for Rock and Pod 2 Electric Boogaloo. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> Featuring Nickelback. Oh, yeah. And Vinnie Vincent. Yeah, right. Vinnie Vincent gets top billing over Nickelback, right? There's no Nickelback. The, 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 the joke's over. We're not. The joke will never be over, Juice Newton. Nickelback's coming to the expo. Did you see I perpetuated that recently on Facebook? Did you? Yeah. yeah. So I was, we were listening, my wife and I were driving home from work and uh, 
was it the song Queen of Hearts by Juice Newton came uh, on the radio <laughs> and did she go oh that's your favorite no, band she, she, she didn't even she didn't even pay it. no I I did it I basically I, I start I, I went live on Facebook while it was playing and oh just, yeah and just had the video of the of the road and, and yourself and, jamming yeah and no and then she <laughs> she put the description thing on on our car where it has the name and I put it down there and I said that's metal and then I turned it off that's awesome <laughs> and then people were like Harry Camaro was right it's true <laughs> It would have been great if you just had it playing and then you just jamming while you're driving. Nah, nobody sneezes. For the whole that. song. <laughs> I was jamming. You just couldn't see me. Right on. All right. So um, so I've got the next pick out of the mystery box. And uh, I don't. we may have played this band twice the whole time we've been doing the show. It's Iggy and the Stooges. Yeah, I like Iggy and the Stooges. And uh, the Raw Power album, which oh, just kind of stands yeah. alone. And it's... Uh, yeah. I don't know about that. There's good music for their, all there's all Iggy stuff. Yeah, but I think that's the best thing he was ever involved in personally. Um but it's interesting, you know, that that album was highly influential on punk rock music. Yeah. You know, which, you know, I guess the Ramones are considered the most influential band, but there'd be no Ramones if it wasn't for Iggy and the Stooges. So did punk rock really start in the States and then take off in London? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So it was like Sex Pistols and all them bands were seeing the Ramones and yes. the Stooges and going, oh, yeah. Yeah, well, the Stooges were, I, I gotta think the Stooges are considered the first real punk band. Yeah. And then, um... It's funny. I was talking about you talking to you recently about that that uh, end of the century documentary. Yeah, because I've, I've been on a pretty good Ramones kick lately. And uh, I actually I found a, a full link to the full movie again, and um, I went ahead and watched the whole damn thing like three nights ago again because yeah. I've seen it like twenty times. But I'm watching it, and basically, you know, they a lot of the guys in the Ramones went to high school together, and that was the, how they bonded was. I hear you like the Stooges, right? Like, oh yeah, yeah I they like said them. it was real divisive because people either liked them, which was a very small very portion small. of the yeah. population, the burnouts, basically. and then everybody else either just hated them or thought yeah. they were ridiculous or a, yeah. a outrage or an insult to musicians or you know was just terrible or just had no idea who they even were. Yeah, they were odd. They were especially consider it was like what was it sixty nine when that when Raw Power came I out? Think I so think. yeah, around there. I mean, look at what else was out at the time. Nothing oh, like it. No. And um, so they all bonded over the Stooges, and that's how they became the, – the Ramones formed off of that influence. And then from there, uh, they they started getting a lot of airplay and attention over in the U.K. Yeah. While they were struggling to play clubs here. But in the U.K., there was just a serious buzz about them. Hmm. And then in part in the movie, they talk about they, – they went over to play a place called – I think it was – yeah, they went to play a place called the Roundhouse in London. It was like a big theater or whatever. Yeah, and they, they had like three sold out nights in a row there, and they're struggling to play clubs here. Wow! And they went over there, and like in the movie, Joe Strummer from the Clash is interviewed on there, and he's and like him and Johnny from the Sex Pistols, yeah. and you know, so basically, the members of the Clash and the Sex Pistols were, and maybe somebody else were um, outside the venue trying to sneak in and like the Ramones like helped pull them up into the window like because they were big fans of of they this is before those guys really even formed well they they had just formed bands but based yeah. off the Ramones wow so the Ramones are kind of responsible for the the punk rock explosion in the in England but like one of my favorite parts of that movie is uh this guy's talking about how he he was a guy that worked for the Ramones and Johnny Rotten was down there and he wanted to come in but he was scared and he was like, why are you scared? He was afraid that 
if he got in there and met the band that they were going to beat him up. Yeah. Because the Ramones had like this reputation. It's like a a tough gang from New York. Yeah, hard-ass New York street guys. But if you know anything about the Ramones, they're the most non-gang-like group of guys you'll ever meet. They're actually kind of dorky. Like... They were kind of like nerds, basically, and they wore leather jackets. I don't know. Johnny looked like he whooped somebody's jo- ass. Johnny was the only one that I think was actually kind of halfway scary. The rest, yeah. I like, Dee Dee was an overgrown six-year-old, and, you know, Tommy was just a, a nerd, and then Joey was a, a total nerd. Yeah. I mean, the, I'm not putting them down. I'm just, but they were not. Right. They, they weren't, weren't rough they weren't, characters. Yeah, they weren't street fighting no, men or nothing. Not at all. But um, but the image of it and the idea yeah. of the leather four guys and leather jackets, long hair, crazy. Looking, yeah, they look tough playing those songs, you know. Right. But uh, so so but, tough. I'm scared to go down to the basement. Yeah, I don't <laughs> go down to the basement. But yes, but there'd be no Ramones if it wasn't for Iggy and the Stooges, and that's why I picked uh, from Raw Power a song called Penetration.
good stuff, man. It's in the, the, the idea, like you say, that's that's coming out in 1969. Yeah, Long so weird, ago. so different, and you know their influence reaches more than just like the punk rock too. Because then you look at bands like Guns N' Roses, you know, that were later on, but mm-hmm. able to go back and pick up on that and say, "Wow, there is something powerful about this this Iggy," you know, and yeah. and the Stooges and incorporate that. I think what GNR did a cover of Raw Power, the song on their Spaghetti Incident album. Yep. Yeah. You know, so pretty far-reaching. Yeah, but God, imagine seeing Iggy Pop back in those days and with smearing the peanut butter yeah. and all that crazy shit. It's it's amazing that in today's world, like doing something like smearing peanut butter on yourself was so outrageous. Yeah, it wouldn't even be thought of. Like now, if you all. get on went on stage and smeared peanut butter on yourself, people would be like, "Okay, what's it's peanut butter, right? Yeah. What's that supposed to be?" And why do we're I not want imp- a sandwich all the time? We're not impressed. No. Where's the jelly? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so let's see what else we got here. Oh, I love this one. Oh, this is a great album. Um, hmm. I don't even know what song I'm going to pick off here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we're think. totally off the cuff well, this week, guys. It's, uh, it's the Eagles of Death Metal is the, is the band. Death by Sexy is the album. I love it. Is that their newest one? No. This is an older one. I don't know much about this band. Let's see. I got to look at this. Other than the horrid thing that went down in France. I just... Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. That was a bummer thing to happen. You know? But what's changed since then? Not a whole hell of a lot. No, we're going to get all political on it. No, let's not do that. <laughs> Let me see. Let's alienate half the ham- half of the listenership. So this one came out in 2006. Oh, it's that old. Yeah. There's a lot of great songs on here. I really like this. This came under my attention because uh, Josh Homme from Queens of the Stone Age mm-hmm. is the drummer right. in this band. And mm-hmm. I just said that intrigued me. And then I listened to it. And again, it, to me, nine times out of ten, it comes down to guitar tone. Right. You know, the tone of the guitar. I'm a huge Ace Frehley fan. I love Mick Mars. I love Angus Young. You know, I love that guitar tone that's got that, it just something that gets inside my brain and makes me drool a little bit, you know, and I love it. And Eagles Death Metal got that guitar tone that speaks to me. Mm-hmm. And they're kind of funky and kind of weird, and the dude sings in the falsetto voice and stuff, but... Man, I love it. It's it's one of the strangest things. That, like, if I'm listening to this, my wife would be like, what are you listening to? I'd be like, oh, yeah, the Eagles of Death Metal. And she'd just kind of roll her eyes, you know. But to me, I think it's really freaking awesome. So, from 2006, Death by Sexy album, this is the Eagles of Death Metal. Hmm, which one am I going to pick? I'm going to go with I Like to Move in the Night.
funky, but rocking, right? Yeah. I don't know. That band's never fully clicked for me. No. No. Yeah, it's I've a, given it a few tries. It's but. an acquired thing for sure. Like, I think the I like the Faster Pussycat cover of one of their songs better than their own song. Yeah, yeah, that that cover of a fast pussycat that's pretty cool. I don't know, I just that's a great song by themselves. I don't know, I like it. I like it a lot. Their last album was really good. I think they've got like four albums. There's only one of them I don't really like, but the rest of them are all killer. The early ones are good, and the latest one, that Zipper Down, that came out a couple years ago. Zipper Down, that was the the newest. Okay, pretty sweet. And I I listened to some of that, but it didn't ever click for me either. But you know, but you're weird. I'm weird. You like Juice Newton and shit. (laughs) <laughs> don't hate just cause I uh, just cause I in touch with my feminine side doesn't uh-huh. mean anything okay right. so what you my, got there King's X oh yeah ooh that's a good one yeah the, te- the uh, in the mystery box from Joey from Rock Strike ten, Sykes 10 gave us was uh, one of my favorite King's X albums Tapehead yeah which came out in the 90s I yeah. think my favorite King's X song is on this album I hope you pick it Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I picked the opening track, Groove Machine. That's the one. Oh, that's your favorite oh, King's X song? It's it's definitely one of them. I okay. freaking love this song. Yeah. Love it. This one's uh, straight up Doug Pinnock. It's got his you know his mark all over it. Because you know, usually the heavier, groovier stuff is Doug. Yeah, and this the definitely is heavier. The melodic stuff is Ty. Groovier, for sure. But um, but yeah, the Tapehead album uh, has you know this weird figure on the front with with uh, magnetic tape all over its head yeah. and, and actually in my research i found out that that's actually doug all wrapped up like tape. a rock and roll mummy yeah like a rock and roll mummy and uh yeah so let's listen to it there's a groove machine by king's x
freaking love it. Oh, man, do I love that song. One of the heavier songs they've ever done, Yeah, for sure. That's why I think maybe it's one of my favorites. I've seen them play that live. Yeah? yeah. I've never seen King's X. You need to change that. Yeah, they are sure. They are one of the best live bands you'll ever see. I remember the first time they ever came onto my radar was uh, on the Headbangers Ball when they played um, Black Flag. Mm-hmm. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. I, that, that's, that may be my favorite King's X song. Right that, up there with, yeah. with Groove Machine. Well, that video got a decent amount of play on yeah. TV. That was, I think that was right on the heels of when they played Woodstock. Or right around that time. Yeah. And they were kind of, they stole the show at Woodstock. You know, I just, I don't just understand why they didn't, tra- you know, transcend that and become a big money-making thing. Because, I mean, well, they were so good. I think King's X is one of the bands, I think, that is so respected by their peers. Yeah, oh yeah. But not, you know, seen as a mainstream artist. You know, they never made the big bucks. Never had a huge hit single. No, they never did. And I wish they would have. But yeah. they, although I know our buddies loose cannon baco would say they're perfectly rated that's kind of their whole new thing now yeah. but um i don't i don't I, think so i disagree with i that. think there's songs that that could have been bigger hits like i think complain could have been a yeah, hit yeah that's I, a I good think, one um, goldie like goldilocks which is basically a sing-along that they have in concert uh that song should have been a hit yeah. uh, i thought summerland could have been a bigger hit than it was that yeah. was big around 89 that song you played that one time mississippi moon i think it was yeah called. yeah that i think had real hit potential there's, on it too there's a lot of uh melody and stuff but i don't know there's not they don't they have they don't have anything that you would consider an anthem but mm, that they're not that type not. of band though no but i don't know they almost almost liken them kind of to a modern day rush kind of Sort of, yeah. Where I could see like a lot of their stuff, even for me, is is hard to get. Like like a song like Groove Machine, yeah. that's I can totally wrap my brain around that. Yeah. But well, then, I guess. Um, but then there's some King's X stuff that's you know kind of proggy almost. You know, yeah, they're because they're, yeah. they're they're such great musicians, all three of them. Well, yeah, the bass and, player plays a twelve string bass, right? You know, <laughs> so I mean, you you kind of have to be considered prog a little bit when you have a twelve yeah, string bass. In they the band. have leanings, um, but I mean, like. I guess the closest they got to a radio hit, they had Dogman, which was that did pretty well at yeah, radio. That's a good song too. And Over My Head from Gretchen Ghost in Nebraska. Yeah, I love that. That's as close as you got to an anthem from them. And that song did okay, but but like you said though, they never had something that broke big, big, like, you know, would have made them a household name. Yeah. But I don't know. If you've never had a chance to see King's X live, even if you're just a fringe fan, you'll be a bigger fan after you see him live. And they're awesome. Check out their albums. And they'll hang out with you after the show. Yeah? Oh, they talk awesome. talk to everybody. Well, if you're wearing a Decibel Geek t-shirt, they surely will. And you'll get laid. Maybe by a band member. Well, if you go that way. <laughs> if you go either way. One of them does. You got the shirt. Yeah, there you go. You got, you're prepared either way. <laughs> Didn't know we were going to go funny. that direction, yeah, that but took okay. A, that took a funny turn. All right. No All big right. Deal. Now Still for, a great band. Now for something completely different. I'm going old school on you because I found something in here that's pretty damn cool. This is like a greatest hits kind of compilation sort of thing Mm -hmm. of Tommy James and the Shondells. We're really going back. Yeah, man. Ain't nothing. You know, there ain't nothing more metal than a Shondell. What is a Shondell? I don't know, but it's metal. I think. Oh, right. I have no idea what a Shondell is. I really don't. I carved the word Shondell into my arm. Right, yeah. yeah. Bloody, yeah, yeah, of course. That's great. <laughs> Shondell. Yeah, well, the mystery of the Shondell may live forever, but, you know, Tommy James, had come. he's come out with some good stuff over the years. You know, you think about songs like uh, uh, Sweet Cherry Wine. 
Yeah. Yeah. And uh, there's another one I really like too. Um, oh, Crystal Blue Persuasion. Remember that one? <laughs> yes. That song's a trip, it man. It reminded me of car trips with my parents listening to the oldie station. I know, but it's <laughs> some of them oldies, like stuff like that has influenced the bands that we've come to know and love, you sure. know? And so this is something I definitely see as somebody, you know, who is like like Kiss, you know? I'm sure Kiss had to have been listening to some Tommy James and the Shondells, I bet, you know, and bands of that nature... Had yeah. been picking up on stuff like this because for as old as a song as I'm about to play is, <laughs> you gotta remember for its time, this is this is heavy as hell for its time. Mm-hmm. And I think it still rocks today. So an oldie, but a really, really good one. It's Tommy James and the Shondells, and they are dragging the line. beat that, that maybe that's the, awesome maybe the oldest thing we've ever played on the show maybe could or, be know, possibly the, we did do some screaming jay hawkins that's true that I was just that clips was the though, 50s yeah was well, that I, was I halloween a, i put a spell on you yeah. yeah that's a long that was a shock rock that's right shock rock that's what it was that was a good one man that was fun yeah 
you can only really do that so many times. Yeah, though, yeah. There's only so many. Yeah. It'd be a rehash to do it again. Yeah, I guess we're not doing anything particular for for Halloween this year. Oh well. Oh, no, we did the. Although the, when you hear this, Halloween will be over. Well, with, I was gonna I say think, we. So. I was gonna say we we did the. Uh, the show with Casey Conspiracy. Yeah, that's true. You know, so that was kind of creepy Halloween-ish, I yeah, guess, a little bit. Yeah, kind of out of the ordinary. There's murder and intrigue involved that's in true. that. Murder and intrigue. Yeah, I love like, that. Sounds like an Inside Edition episode. <laughs> all right. Murder, intrigue, and rock and roll yeah. all on the Decibel Geek Podcast. But no, I think uh, this has been fun, and I think, you know, like uh, Rock Strikes 10 does, you got a good variety of stuff this week. For and, sure. And uh, look at the show notes and look for the pictures, and you'll see all the crazy stuff that Joey put in that box. And I've enjoyed all of it, and uh, I'm, you know, Aaron's poached a little bit of it, but that's fine. Yeah, yeah. You know, we... we you know we're we're a bit of we're a podcasting couple so the, we, we share ones, stuff 50 50 yeah the ones i took out <laughs> I, I took other ones and put back in to replace them so i wasn't completely stealing yeah but when i saw the when i saw the black label dvd i was like that's that's yeah <laughs> i still haven't watched that i got to yeah there's but a poison dvd yeah, over there i'm gonna check DVD. out all kinds of cool things in there yeah there's some some cool stuff in there but uh so the mystery has been solved it has and uh Check out Rock Strikes 10. I think you just go to rockstrikes10.com or cnjradio.com. That's where the home of that. And, of course, he's on Facebook. He's on all the platforms. Yeah. And, and go check out his show and let him know that, that Aaron and I sent you. And um, it's a great show. Check out Rock Strikes 10. And I Do appreciate it. Joey putting this box together because it's pretty crazy. It is cool. And it was, it's been fun today to be able to do this. What a great idea for a show. Yeah. Just out of something, you know. When you got a box with question marks on it, you got to do something cool with it, right? Yeah. I mean, you can't just sit there and look at it. And uh, so I'm going to close out the show with the, this was the, when I opened the box, this was the first thing that drew my attention. And I'm like, I'm definitely playing something off of that. And that's Thin Lizzy with the Renegade album. Yeah. Which this is a bit of a divisive album for a lot of Lizzy fans. You know, because it came during a weird time for the band. Like, you know, um, Snowy White was in on guitar yeah. with this one. Oh, yeah. A lot this of drums after, going after, on at after, this time. Well, it was after Robbo was out of the band and after Gary, you know, after Gary had left the band. And then Snowy White came on board. But although Snowy was a sober guy, which is funny. Cause, you know, By his well, name. You would think you his name, he would have been yeah. a junkie. But, was um, he an albino? Blonde hair guy. Yeah. I, don't, I don't think he was an albino. Maybe he was. I don't know. Um, but no, he. Uh, but I, I really liked what he brought to the band, and I thought he was a great player. And uh, I just, for some reason, I'm more attracted to difficult periods of bands than I am right. when things are going smoothly. Well, that's why we did the albums unleashed on the Dada album. You know, it's stuff I guess like it's, that. It's more fascinating when behind the scenes drama is going on. Yeah, it's it's a definite peek into a life we'll never understand. Yeah, and also on this album, Darren Wharton was brought in to do keyboards, and and initially I was going to go with what I've played on the show before, which was Angel of Death, which is a really awesome album opener. Yeah, that is a good song. Um, But I've played it before. I think I've even played it twice. Has Snowy White after, because I mean, that's, I guess, what he's mainly known for, but has he ever gone on to do anything else? Yeah, he's played with a lot of people. Yeah. And I think, now I'm on the spot, but I'm thinking he was playing with... I believe he was playing with Roger Waters. Oh, wow. And he might still be with him. That's now. cool. But yeah, no, he's had a great career. And he's also right more known as a blues guitar player or blues bass guitar player. So, you know, and a lot of, that's another thing. A lot of Lizzie fans don't think he ever fit the band. But I think I, Thin Lizzie was one of those bands where if you listen to even within a Thin Lizzie album, 
you hear different styles. Right. So they've yeah, all, and that, sure. that was their whole career. And maybe to their detriment, that may be part of the reason they weren't bigger. Yeah. Because they didn't really you, stick to anything. You hear the hit song on the radio, but then you listen to the album and the album's not really like, kind of, it's kind of like an extreme thing. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah. The, the young teenage girl hears more than words on the radio, thinks, oh, how beautiful. And then, plays the album he man woman hater it's he man woman hater <laughs> like what the As fuck? michael wagner's pointed out to us yeah, yeah. but the, but then lizzie was that way and you know they would you know they'd have these jazzy ballads and stuff and i mean i even saw scott gorman in an interview said there were times making some of these albums where he'd be like what the fuck are we a cabaret act or something right. you know it's just like you know because they play this jazzy stuff which i love because i i don't know it's just such a some of the stuff sounds very 70s, but that's yeah. what I like about it. If I want to hear something really retro, I'll listen to or like the uh, Nightlife album. Yeah. Then Liz, that, that one's got a lot of jazzy-ish stuff on it. But then they'll rock really hard on other stuff. So Those but, are the songs I like. Yeah. But then like like Angel of Death is a hard, yeah, harder song. Yeah, I love that. But then there's others. There's laid back stuff on this album too. Um, this one kind of, this is a good song and it sounds like Thin Lizzy. It sounds like what you would expect to it. And uh, you got anything to say before I intro this last song? No, I don't think so. This has been fun today, you know? Cool. Awesome. Cool idea. All right. So uh, closing out the show, this is Thin Lizzy from Renegade with a song called No One Told Him. And we'll see you next week. See ya. He listened closely. Listen while I tell you why he loves you and why he misses mostly. It's pointless. It's pretending. He's got a broken heart. A broken heart that needs mending. You didn't tell him. You didn't want to see him again. You didn't tell him. Didn't wanna see him again. He's gone crazy. He's reckless. Without you, baby, he's helpless. It's deadly.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 